0: Hello, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, the lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church, and I just wanted to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our services at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., or 12 p.m. We are located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information about our church at www.sccview.net. Again, that website is www.sccview.net. I want to say it again, thank you again for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Well, good morning everybody. It is so good to see you today. We're so glad that you're here. As you can see, I have a seat with me, a chair sitting here, and we say at SEC, this is what we've been learning through this I Will series is this, is that every seat tells a story. So what I'd like you to do with me is I'd like you to say this, it's my story, our story, their story. So would you do that with your hands? You ready? Come on, you ready? It's my story, our story, their story. So God is developing your story right now. I want you to know that. And the good news is, is that maybe right now you're in a chapter that's not too well, but we want to help you get better. And so I believe that, listen, you know, that you're about to go through whatever you're going through, right? You're not going to stop right there. And so this church is here to help you. Every seat tells a story. And today, I believe that today, just because you're sitting in one of these seats, that today, another chapter, another beginning of life of hope is going to happen in your life today. I believe that every seat tells a story. So today we're talking about being willing to commit. And if you have your program out, you can see that, uh, you know, what I understand about commitment is this, is that commitments make your life. Whatever you're committed to will determine your life. You're, you believe that? I mean, like, you know, like a lot of people, you understand this, that, you know, to get better in your life, better is always uphill. You know that? Do you do do you believe that that getting better is uphill? That means you got to work a little harder to get there, right? It's uphill. But the problem is that a lot of people understand that getting better is uphill, but they have downhill commitments. And so it's hard to go in a different direction than your commitments. So today we want to talk about that. Another thing I noticed about commitments is this is like it's sort of like a buffet line, you know. When you go out to eat, like at Golden Corral, or whatever, there's a the big buffet there. There's so much to choose from, and you get your plate, and maybe you walk by the salad bar, and you say, "You know what, man, I, that salad looks so good. I'm so hungry, but you know what? I'll wait because there might be some better vegetables later." You know, so you go to the vegetables, you go, "Man, those are awesome. I know that'll be great." And then you decide to pass up on the vegetables, and then you go to the meat, you say, "You know, well, that looks so wonderful. I, boy, I, well, I got to have some of that." And then you think, "Well," The dessert might be better. And so then you, you leave the meat off, and then you get to the dessert, you know? And see, that's sort of the way it is with life, is that we're so scared to commit to things. You see that? You see how you miss the salad, you miss the vegetables, you miss the meat, just because you are waiting on dessert. And most of the time we get to dessert, is not that good, you know? And so it's, it's important to make commitments in your life. And so today I want to sh- uh, challenge you to make some commitments that, listen, these commitments I'm going to tell you about today are some I'm passionate about because they've changed my life. And today I believe that if I can help you make these commitments, that your life will be elevated. And if you've been around SEC any time, these are going to be very familiar to you. So let me read you this statement that I put on your outline. Uh, and it says this, we cannot become what we need by remaining what we are. We cannot come, become what we need by remaining what we are. All right. So the four commitments that will give you an opportunity for a better life. How many of you say, you know what? I would like for my life to get a little bit better. Let me see your hand. Anybody beside me? A little bit better. There we go. So you're at the right place today, right? I'm going to give you those commitments that will help you get better. Remember, commitments are uphill. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to nudge you to take a step up toward the hill that you can uh, grasp your life that you want. Number one is this, Would you write this down? Number one is connecting with God. Go ahead and write that down. Connecting with God and His family. This is so key to your life. I know in a world today that says church is not important, you know, but I want to tell you, connecting with God and His family is so important. Isaiah says this, Isaiah 40 and 31 says this. Look what the scripture says. But those who wait on the Lord shall what? Would you read what's underlined? Ready? Let's read. Renew their strength. Wow. Did you hear that? Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Notice that. The Bible says that when you come in God's presence, and when you get with God's people and God's presence, there's something inside of you that is lifted up. You know, today, like as as you come in today, and man, I'm telling you what, I don't know about you, but listening to those, those guys singing that last song they sang, I was like, boy, I, I was just about to come out here and bust it out singing myself. But the problem with that, if I did that, you'd leave. But I mean, didn't that, didn't that just sort of lift you up a little bit? I mean, didn't that just make you feel just a little bit of excitement on the inside? And that's something that's wonderful about that. And, you know, that's why it's important to be on time to church, is so that you know that it's because when you miss the music, You miss getting the soil ready, your soul ready for what God wants to say to you. And so I want to encourage you to be on time. But when we come together, it changes. Now, why is it so hard for you to get to church? I'll tell you why. The reason it's so hard for you to get to make the commitment to come on Sunday is because the devil knows that if you come, that when you come on Sunday, you're going to be refueled and refreshed for Sunday. And see, he would rather you, instead of you being an eagle Christian to where you soar and you go into Monday soaring, that you go into Monday as a chicken. As a chicken. You know, eagles soar, chickens they just scratch and peck on the ground, right? And so he'd rather you walk into Monday morning, he'd rather you walk in Monday morning going, you know what, Uh, I hate this job. You know, my wife's not that great. You know, my children are horrible. You know, uh, I have such a bad life. You just peck and peck and peck and scratch. But when you come into God's house and you come and you get your soul refreshed and you get refueled, there's something about that attitude that changes. Maybe there are struggles at home and maybe there are struggles on your job, but it gives you the strength to fly high and soar above everybody else. And that's what God wants for you in your life. And that's what I want for you as your pastor. You know, sometimes I, I view myself as, as, you know, if you're familiar with the Rocky movies, Mick, you know, the, the guy there, the Rocky's trainer. And how that Rocky gets in the fight, and he gets out there, he gets beat half to death. He's all bloody, and you know, staggering around. He finally falls into the corner, and little Mick gets out there and says, "Okay, champ, you know what? You're getting beat up." And he throws water on him. He goes and he says, "But don't give up, champ. Get back out there. You got to knock him out, champ." Sometimes I feel like that as a pastor. You're a pastor. You've been out there in the world all week. You've been beat up. You're bloody. And you come back and sit in that corner. I just want to throw a little bit of God's word on you, refresh you and tell you that. Listen, I don't care how bad you are. You still got God's strength and you're going to win this match. It doesn't matter how bad you've been. You get back out there. You go again because you're going to win. And I believe that for you. You're going to win. You're going to win. Look what the Bible says in Psalms 122. It says, I was what? Come on, shout out. I was what? I was glad, not sad, not mad when they said, let us let us go into the house of the Lord. You know what? Uh, And I just think the church ought to be fun. I'm sorry. I don't think the church should be boring. I think it should be fun. I think you should enjoy it. And at SEC, listen, these are the three things that define us. Loving, learning and laughing. Loving, learning and laughing. Listen, if you like being depressed when you come to church, this is the wrong one, I'm sorry. You know, we want you to be lifted up. We want you to be encouraged in God's Word, ready to go take on the next week. Now look what uh, Hebrews 10.25 says. He says, Let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some are doing. Instead, would you circle that word instead? Instead, let us encourage one another all the more, since you see that day of the Lord is coming near. So the day of the Lord is coming, so we should meet together, and that's why we have connect groups. This is what we found out as a church. You know what we found out? We found out that more is caught than taught. Did you hear that? In other words, you get around some godly people that are trying to do better, and and, you know, they've set their uh, commitments up here. We found out as you get around people that are climbing higher, that you go higher too. So more is caught than taught. So that's why we encourage you to get in a connect group so that you, you can rub elbows with some people that are going up. We also found out that, that our connections determine our direction. In other words, the people you are connected to are going to determine the direction of your life. So I would just ask you, look around, you know, in your life right now, just do an inventory. Who are the five closest people to you? And if they don't have good spiritual connections, the likelihood is that you're not going the right way spiritually. And so I want to encourage you to check those out. Get in a connect group. You can still get in a group if you'd like. Just, just email us here. We'd love to have you become part of one of our groups. One other thing about that. In the Christian life, it's sort of also like charcoal. Do you know that charcoal that when you pile it together and you light it up, there's a flame that comes up and it burns really well, you know, but it's not ready to cook then, is it? No, you've got to let those charcoals, you got to let them get down and get them, let them get really red. And you know what we found is you spread those out, but they still have to connect. If one falls off to the other side over there, you know, and it's all by itself, it won't be long before that flame goes out. But those that are together will burn bright and cook for a long time. And that's the way it is as a Christian, is that you need to be around God's family. Why? Because if you don't, you're going to drop off to the side and your fire is going to go out. And you're going to find yourself heading in a direction that's not good for you. So what I'd like for you to do right now is inside of your program, I have a card. This is called a scorecard. It's our core four goals. And what I'd like for you to do is grade yourself. And the reason you have to be honest because you can't get better until you know where you are. So on this card, I'd like for everyone to take it out. It says this, connect. And that is attend services at least three times a month. So you've attended a church service at least three times a month, this month. So if you've done that, if you've attended church three times this month, I want you to just go ahead and just give yourself a big old 10 right there. You've done that. And if you've attended church service four times, I want you to put a big smiley face right there because you know what? You're the one, man, you're awesome. You're glowing. And so, on the other one, is this, is that, well, let me just say this. If you've attended church one time this month and go ahead and give yourself about a five because, hey, you have, maybe today's it. Thank you for being here. You know, and if, maybe if you made it two times, I want you to give yourself about a seven. So, uh, thank you for doing that. And then attending a connect group. If you've attended a connect group, I want you to, if you're already attending a connect group, I want you to give yourself a big 10. Now, if you signed up for a connect group and you haven't showed up yet, I want to give yourself about a three. Right? Because the difference between signing up and showing up, right? And, I, and then also, I would say that, you know what, if you've signed up and you've only showed up once or, once or twice, give yourself about a five, and then we encourage you to go back and so that you can grow spiritually. All right. Okay, so if you're not a Christian today, let me say this. None of that, you can't have that strength that Isaiah talks about. You're always going to find a chicken part of you because you don't have God's fuel. So I want to encourage you today, if you're not a Christ follower, to stake the step over the line. There's a prayer inside of your program as to how to become a Christ follower. And I ask you sometime through the service that you would pray that prayer and say it, mean it in your heart. And then you just check it on the back of this card where it says, I have prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower today. Okay, that takes us to number two. Number two is growing God's character. Growing God's character. Now, as you write that down, just keep your eyes down there and look at this next verse because it is so crucial. And when I say this, when I read this next verse, you're going to start thinking about somebody else. Look what it says. All wisdom comes from who? The Lord. That's right. And so do what? Now, didn't you just think about wishing somebody was here right now? Not you, but somebody else. You know, they need a little common sense, all right? Common sense and understanding. So that's why it's so important. We're saying you can't do better, be better, until you know better, right? And most people that, that are not connected to a spiritual body like this church, then they don't know better. You know, what you know, they don't know. It only comes from God's Word. And I'm telling you today, it's so important in our life. Look what Jesus said. Jesus said this, It is written... Man does not live on what? Bread alone. Would you circle that word, bread alone? Bread alone simply means this, is that bread alone is what your body desires. And many people try to live their life just for what their body desires. And I'm telling you, if you live only for what your body desires, then you are going to be messed up. Bread alone. So we have to live on something beside that. If you only live by your feelings and what you're thinking then you're going to be messed up. So I want to encourage you today is don't live on bread alone. Live on God's word. Look what he goes on to say. Jesus said it is, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so, again, God created you not to just have natural desires, but to have spiritual desires as well that could lead you down the right path. Can I just talk to you just a second as your pastor? Look, there's many people that I know that said, you know what, well, i got to, I gotta embrace, I gotta go out in this world and I gotta open doors for myself. And let me just tell you something. That's wonderful. You know, I love that spirit, that fighting spirit. I love that. You know, I'm a type A person too. I think that we, you know, we should charge hell with a water pistol, you know? I mean, I'm like that kind of guy. Some of you are gonna wake up tonight and go, oh yes, I've got that. But you know what? Here's what I discovered: is that many times you can go out and try to open up doors in the world and close up the door to heaven. Did you hear that? There's many times that you can pursue things that are out of God's will, and you try to open up doors and make it happen in this world, and, and you close up the door of heaven. And I just want to tell you today that, listen, as your pastor, the man who loves you, who wants you to do better, I want you to go up. Is that, listen, if you can't take God with you, when whatever door you're pursuing, it's the wrong door. Did you hear that? If you, whatever door that you want to open, if you can't take God with you and God can't lead the way, then it's the wrong door. I'm telling you that you always want to make sure of that because it's one thing to go after something and then realize it's the wrong thing. And so remember that. Now look what the Bible says in 2 Timothy. I love this passage here. He says this the whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from who? Let's shout out again from who? So the book I'm holding in my hand is inspired by God. That means that God told men what to write down. You know that? So it's not a man's idea, it's God's idea. Now, why did He give it to us? Here we go. Why is it so important? Here we go. Look at what it says. And it is useful to teach us. Would you circle those two words? It's useful to teach us. What does it teach us? Here we go. What is true, now notice this, and to make us realize what is wrong where? In our lives, right? Now, here's the problem. Some of us was raised in wrong, and if we don't have someone to teach us what's right, we will repeat wrong. And we call that a family curse, right? But I call it a family bad habit. I call it a family of ignorance, because you don't know. Remember, you can't be better, do better, till you know better. So that's why the Bible, God gave us the Bible. Now, look at this next statement. Here, oh, this is the part that gets me. It straightens us what? Out. It does what your mama can't do. It does what nobody else in your life, can, no other authority in your life could do, is that the Bible straightens us out. He goes on to say this look, it straightens us out, not just to be mean, but look what he says, the last part. Helps us to do what is, let's say it again. Helps us to do what is, listen, if you're doing right, you're never wrong. You see, here's the problem, here's the secret, I'm going to tell you. Most people know what's wrong; they just don't have the power to do what's right. Did you hear that? Most people know. They know, and the, they know. I know I shouldn't do this, but, and as soon as they do that, they, as soon as they show their butt. As soon as they show that, then guess what? Then they know that they know they're saying, I don't have God's power. Let me tell you something. You, without God's power, you're going to continue to fall into wrong. So that's why you have to have God's word in you. You have to have God's word in you. You see, the Bible, God gave us the Bible to educate us, but also to liberate us. Did you hear that? It's God's Word that sets you free. Why? Because when you read God's Word, when you get in God's Word, it gets inside of you, and it gives you a power that you don't have. It's a spiritual power. Let me tell you something. The spiritual world is a lot more real than the natural world. There's things going on. right If your eyes could be open right now, you'd see this room full of angels in this room. Because why? Because God is guarding your heart right now so that you can hear God's Word. It's supernatural. And when you get God's Word in you, can I tell you, this is what some of you are missing. You say, you know what, i prayed this prayer to become a Christ follower. I've done all this. I went to church, blah, blah, blah. And nothing's happened. Let me tell you something. The element that you're missing is I guarantee you get in God's Word and you start reading God's Word, something will happen. You see, when, when you get in God's Word, it gets inside of you and it begins to change you in the right direction and it makes you a person of character that you want to be. That's why I encourage you to do it. Let me say this one more thing. Get this. You see, when you focus on the input of God's Word, God always takes care of the outcome of your life. Did you hear that? When you focus on the input of God, inputting God's Word into your life, then God takes care of the outcome of your life. Some of you are trying to, so busy trying to take care of the outcome, trying to control, make it happen, and you're trying to do it on your own. You don't have the power to do that. I'm telling you, focus on Him. You let Him begin to speak in God in your life, and then He will take care of the outcome, and He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. You, you're not God! Whoa! Did you, you, listen, if you were God, you could control everything, whab, whab boom, and it would be perfect, but you're not. So you got to trust Him today. So how are you doing with that? Here's your card. Let's go back to it. So this year, I'm asking you, to read or listen to the Bible at least 15 minutes a day for four days a week. How are you doing? So if, you, if you've accomplished that, you know what, you say, Pastor Jeff, man, I've done that at least four days. I've either read God's Word or listened to it four days a week. Then you just put yourself a big 10 right there, you know. And then if you've done it more than that, put your big smiley face right there. I mean, you're awesome. You're, you're a rock star. But maybe you're sitting here today and said, you know what, I haven't done that, but I'm sitting in church today. Well, go ahead and give yourself a two because I believe that I'm going to motivate you, and I believe this next week, maybe you're going to take that step, you're going to get back on track, and you're going to start doing it. Listen, download the Bible, listen to it, or either read it, but put it in you somehow. Why not turn off the bad news on the way to work and turn on the good news? Hello? Maybe your day will go a little bit better if you quit hearing about 40,000 people that got murdered last week, and how horrible our presidential race is, and how horrible this is, See what I'm talking about? Why don't you just turn off the bad news and turn on the good news? All right. Okay, number three. You ready to write this down? Serve in God's church. Serve in God's church. Oh, I'm going to blow your socks off right here. Are you ready? I hope you buckled up because here it comes. Significance does not come from salary or status or sex. Now, these people are getting baptized. That's where they're all going, just so you know, all right? They didn't know something you didn't know. Let me say that one more time. Significant doesn't come from status, salary, or sex. I know our culture teaches that. It doesn't. Significant comes when you actually apply God's Word. The world says this. The world says, you know, do these things for yourself and you will feel good. You know, if you, if you can just, you know, have more sex and you're going to feel good with, with multiple people, if you, you know, if you can just have the right car, the right house, you know, if you can just have the right status, then you're going to be better. Let me just tell you something. If you do the things the world says to do, guess what? You are going to feel good in the moment. But here's what I want you to know. You will feel good for the moment, but you will have a lifetime of regret. Now, don't you sit there and look at me like that, like you ain't never made a mistake in your life. How many of you in this room have done something that outside of God's word, like me, that you've regretted? Anybody besides me? Okay, there we go. There's all the witness you need. So I'm just saying that, listen, in living in God's word, you don't have those regrets. Look what the Bible says. And Mark, Jesus said this. If you try to hang on to your life, you will what? You'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will what? You'll save it. That's right. And what, you do, and, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world and lose your own what? Soul. Nothing. You gain nothing. You see, when you spend your life serving God's people in God's church, let me just say this to you. You don't have a life of regret. You have a life of self-respect. See, and that's what, I, that's what a lot of people do. They, they make those feeling decisions in the moment, and they end up living the rest of their life in regret. And I don't want that to be the case with you. All right, look at the next verse with me. Proverbs 11.25 says this. The one who blesses others is what? Abundantly blessed. That's right. Those who help others are what? Are helped. You know what I found out in my life, and I think what you'll find out is that when you serve God's people, especially in God's house, when you do that, you, you get blessed. But when you complain about people, you get depressed and stressed. Did you hear that? So either you're going to serve people and be blessed, or you're going to complain about people and be stressed and depressed. And so the choice is yours. So I want you to learn the joy of serving other people. It's The missing element that you're looking for is serving other people. I know the world says you've got to get, get, get. But it's through serving other people that actually you begin to grow. And we've got families in our church that have discovered this. I'd like for you to just listen to this story that uh, this fam- one family is about to share with you. Put your eyes on the screen, please.
1: Because we have the opportunity to help more people come to Christ, learn about Christ, and just grow in Christ. And also, more people have an opportunity to meet Great friends. Um, one thing about SEC is that uh, we try to form lifelong bonds and, and make great friends. For the future of our children, I'm excited that they actually will have somewhere that they would like to have to come to church and spend their time here at church, not just knowing that that's where we went as a child, but in the future they get to grow up here and serve eventually. I know I'm excited about the future here at Stockton Bears Community based on. Um, my children's reaction and response. They are truly uh, happy to come to church. As you all may know, my wife sings in all three services when she's serving and the kids ask me every Sunday morning, is mom singing this morning, is mom singing? Simply because they want to go and be at the church all day. They're excited about the word. They want to hear the word. They understand the word and they're trying to live the word. So to see that excitement in their life is really uh, life-changing for me and Shalina. And we just want others to enjoy that and and to come across that same opportunity. And so for us to witness our children serving and doing work for God, and in the long run, it's teaching them to serve because they're going to be the next leaders. And so it's just exciting to think about that.
0: Give them a hand. Now, Jesus understood this, so I want you to look at this next verse. it's our memory verse, and we've said Luke 6:38 38 is the, uh, the A portion of this verse is what we want to memorize, all right, because this is our part. So would you just read this with me? Come on, let's read it together. You ready? Come on. Give, and it will be given to you. Come on, one more time, louder. Give, and it will be given to you. So here's what I want you to understand about that. He's not just talking about money, but whatever you need, you give it first, and then you get it. And so many of you, you know, you need a little more happiness in your life. need a little more joy. Well, the way you get that is you give it. And so we've decided at SEC that we're going to partner together. And and coming together as a church family, that we're going to make a difference in our world. And that means that, you know, from the person that drives into our parking lot, that walks down our corridor, we want to make sure that everybody feels God's love and, and feels God's kindness and feels that. So that they can experience a little bit of joy. In other words, what I'm telling you, maybe your life is going nowhere. Maybe you're at a dead end. I want to tell you something. If you want to go somewhere, why don't you just try hooking up with a church like ours? Because I'll tell you, we're going somewhere, baby. We're making a difference in our community. We're changing lives. We're watching God renew us over and over. This is a great place to be. It's a great place to be. It's exciting because of what God is doing. There's nothing greater to know that you influence someone to come to know Jesus Christ and that you get the joy by serving. You get it. When you give it, you get it. When you give it, you get it. The world says you get it and then give it. No, no, no. God says you give it, then you get it. And I encourage you to be a part. Matter of fact, some of you have been checking out SEC. I want to tell you, I love to sit down and have a conversation with you on the 13th on the back of your connection card. We call it discovering SEC. I'd love to talk to you about our church, though. So why don't you just check that box and show up on the 13th and I'll tell you all about SEC? All right. So how are you doing? Here's our card right here. Serve. Well, we said, okay, if you're part of SEC or you're, you know, maybe you're not a member, but maybe you are an irregular tender, so this is for you. Volunteering at SEC at least twice a month. Are you doing that? So you know what, today since you're here, why don't you just go ahead and give yourself a true because you heard about it. Remember, you can't do better, be better, you know better, well I'm happy you know better. And then right now, and then right now, then maybe, maybe you served once already, so why don't you go ahead and give yourself a seven, thank you for that. But if you've served over twice this month, why don't you go ahead and just give yourself a ten right there. And if you've served more than that, just give yourself a big smiley face. Alright, okay, so let's move on. Number four, would you write this down? Share God's message. Share God's message. Remember, these are the four commitments. Every seat tells a story. When we connect with God and His family, your story grows. When you grow in God's character, your story grows. When you, you when you serve in God's church, your story grows. And when you share God's message, look what the Scripture says. James five says this: My brothers and sisters. If one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their ways will save that person from what? From death. Would you circle that? And cover over a multitude of sins. This morning, before I go any further, I want to ask you this question. You know, one of the share things that we ask you to do is bring four people to church. And I just want you to know that, you know what, I've, I've actually gotten one person to come... The church this year already it doesn't go, They didn't go, and so um, I'm asking you if you know some of you brought people with baptism day and you got more than four people, so you just go ahead and just put your big plus there, you got your goal in for the year. But today, if you brought someone to church, if you've already brought at least one person to church, I want you to go and give yourself a seven, you're on your way. If you've invited people to come and they haven't shown up yet, I want you to go and give yourself about a five right now because you're on your way. And if you've already got 10 people to come, or four people to come, why don't you to give yourself a big 10 right now and a smiley face? You go. And I want you to know I, I, there's another couple that I've uh, been witnessing to and sharing my faith with that, that don't go to church. And they promised me they're going to be here this Easter. I've, I've already got that commitment. So I'm working on it. I hope that you are too. And I'll tell you why. Because every seat tells a story. And you never know the story that's being told. And God uses you to get them to that seat. So they can begin to work on that story. I want to tell you a story that's changed my life. About, I don't know, I guess it's been, you know, four or five years ago. I met a young man who walked up to me after a service and he said, this is what he said, man? Just like, man? I've been messed up. And I want to get it together. His name's Jason Trammell. See his picture. He said, I got two kids. And I'm tired of living my life like a bad example. I want to get it right. And I've heard, listen, as a pastor, I've heard hundreds of people say that, and not mean it, but that guy meant it. He made a decision for Jesus Christ. The goals that I just share with you, the connections, the the commitments, he made them. He made a commitment to Christ. He made a commitment to this church family. He made a commitment to connect groups. He made a commitment to start growing in God's Word by reading it. He made a commitment to start serving. I mean, Jason was on, he's on fire, man. I mean, he's like doing it. I'm like, wow, you go. His flame didn't stop there. It began to affect his family. Matter of fact, his grandmother and grandfather are here today, and they said, you know what? Jason didn't come home and say, y'all need to get to church right now, you heathens. By the way, that's not a way to invite anybody to church. But they said, we begin to see his life change. We begin to see the glow on the inside of him. He became a different person. And there was something about that 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 made us want to know what was going on at that church. And so they began to come. And the long story short is that there's been about 15 or 20 people that attend this church today because of that young man making that decision that day. About, I don't know, three months later, we found out some news about Jason. He had a brain tumor. Nobody knew. He went and had surgery and the, and the surgery was very successful. He was doing good. and like, He's like... I mean, from his hospital room, he was calling people, I'm doing good, you know? we send an email out from here to the church, and you know, like I try to email you at least once a week, I send an email, we get a reply from the hospital room, hey man, I'm doing good, you know, like man, just had brain surgery. but That was the spirit of Jason. About a month or two after his surgery, he was doing so well, maybe a little longer. One night he went to sleep, When he did, he had a bad seizure. And he left this world and went to heaven. Now I want to tell you something. Excuse me if I get a little choked up here. But you know what what gets me? Out of all the other churches that God could have chose to send Jason Trammell to, he sent that young man here because God knew that every seat Tells a story. and We're about to go into a building expansion. We call it an I Will Initiative. And many of you know all about that. I've talked to you about it. Look at me. Why will I sacrificially give all that I can toward this? I'll tell you why. Because there's another Jason Trammell out there. That his life is going to be forever changed. Maybe, maybe Maybe he's not going to go into eternity real soon, but his life will be changed or her life will be changed. And I will do whatever I can to make sure that people have a seat because every seat tells a story. And that's why I'll look you in the eye without any hesitation. And I'll say, I want you to give your best to this initiative. Why? Why would I do that? Why would I challenge you to do that? I'll tell you why. Because I don't If you know something better to invest your life in than helping people connect with God and His family, helping people grow in God's character, helping people serve in God's church, and helping people share God's, their story, I don't, God's message, I don't know anything else better to invest my life in. If you know, see me after because I want to know. What is it? There is nothing better in all of the world to invest your life in someone else's story. Jason's in heaven today. He's looking down right now. And guess what? He's looking at all his family members that are here today. He's knowing that God had him, his story, started here, but it didn't stop here. It followed him all the way to eternity. Today, every seat tells a story. This morning, that's why I ask you, it's important to invite people to come because you never know what your invitation is going to do for that person and what God has in plan for that person's future. Changes the world. This morning, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and stand with me now. And I want to say a prayer with you. And we're going to sing a closing song together. When that band comes out, listen, our prayer team will be down. If you'd like someone to pray with you, I want you to please to come down. Let them pray with you. But this song tells us what we're all about. We're the change the world is waiting for. You're the hope that someone else is looking for. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of your Son, Jesus, I come to you and I ask you, Father, that you would let us know, God, that we're the church oh God. We're the people, oh God, that you've called to be the light in this world. Lord, that we overcome good or overcome evil with good, oh God. We defeat evil with good, Father. And you are the source of that good. And Father, right now, I pray that you would help us to be the church, oh Lord, that you're looking for, that the world is looking to, that we can lead the way in our community, oh God, in our state and in our country. We're making a difference in this world. In Jesus' name, I pray. I hope you enjoyed the message today. I would like to stop right here and offer an opportunity for you to say a special prayer. If you're listening today and you're not a Christ follower, I would encourage you to pray this prayer. And it simply says this. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior, guide my life and help me to do your will if you pray that prayer today would you email me my email address is jeffdaws1 at sccview.net the spelling of my name is j-e-f-f d-a-w-s the number one at s-c-c v-i-e-w dot net Again, thank you for joining us today. And by the way, if you'd like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, that others may hear the good news of Jesus, I would challenge you to go to our website at www.sccview.net and click the Give link at the top of the web browser. And there's many ways that you can give there. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. It is our pleasure to come to where you are and share the gospel. God bless you.